0: Hello and welcome to The Spectator's Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency in 2017. I'm Freddie Gray and I'm deputy editor of The Spectator. I'm joined today by Dave Weigel from The Washington Post and we're going to be asking, does America really miss Barack Obama? Dave, we've seen polls saying that the majority of Americans miss Obama and want him back because they are so aghast at the Trump presidency. How true do you think it is to say that Americans miss Obama?
1: Well, Obama hasn't given them much to miss yet. He has studiously dropped out of the headlines, uh, I think similar to the way George Bush did, similar to uh, more than Bill Clinton did, actually. Bill Clinton, because his wife had just been elected to the Senate, was pretty pr- present in America in the first months of, uh, of 2001. Yeah. But the difference this time is... Actually, no, I shouldn't say the difference. It's This is comparable to what happened with Bill Clinton in, in the way that... Donald Trump has flailed, really, since he won the election, and has spent more time criticizing Obama than you usually do when you take power. The, the comparison, I'd say, is to Republicans attacked Bill Clinton for the pardons he signed at the end of his term in office in 2001. Uh, there, there's been an effort to tie the, the former president to scandal or blame him. The, the best example being blaming him for the monitoring of people in the Trump orbit ahead of the election because they were in touch with Russia. Yep. Without getting into the, the weediness of all that, uh, there has been an effort by not just the Trump administration, but but Trump is synced up with conservative media in this country uh, in a way that no president's really been synced up with the media before. And you've got Fox News, you've got talk radio uh, hammering Obama as if he's still an active threat to, the, to this president, as if it's still the campaign. Meanwhile, Obama's pretty much absent.
0: Yes. I mean, it does seem uh, odd. Trump seems to be presenting, particularly on foreign policy, we saw with the Syria strike himself as the the anti-Obama. He'll do what Obama was too much of a coward to do. Considering Obama's sort of relatively popular still in America, that doesn't seem like a very shrewd strategy.
1: Uh, no, but it's, it's about, I, I don't think it's about strategy. I think the president's very instinctive and I think conservative media is very instinctive and uh, what I've noticed in covering the special elections the last few months is that without much of an accomplishment to go on, Republicans are getting their base motivated with tribalism, uh, with reminding them that they don't like Democrats more than saying, look what we've done for you so far. Uh, for example, in in Georgia, one of the mailers that the Georgia Republican Party sent to get people to, to vote – to just vote any for any Republican to force a runoff with this Democrat and the election happened this week, one of the mailers just had a – stock photo of a person looking sad and saying, and, and literally said, you know, make a liberal, make a liberal sad vote Republican. <laughs> uh, and so that is after 90 days of a new Republican administration with a control of Congress and theoretically running room to get things done. And they weren't running on anything. They got done. They're running on how much you, you, you should, you as a conservative voter must dislike Republicans. Yeah. There, there, there needs to be a stoking of threats to what you like about America, and there needs to be a enemy to blame. And so part, Obama is a part of that uh, because there's, there was a very, I think, fevered sense among conservatives that Obama was behind the scenes, even as president, trying to uh, turn the country into a socialist hellhole. Donald Trump was part of that. Donald Trump was, I, through criticizing uh, not just Obama's policies, but saying he wasn't born in America, he, he really thought there was something worth writing there and, the, and as you point out the the confusing thing is that Obama remained popular, left office with approval ratings comparable to when Ronald Reagan left office. And that's before he did anything to burnish his legacy.
0: Yes. And I mean, as you say, if he's keeping a relatively low profile, I mean, I saw yesterday that he supposedly telephoned Emmanuel Macron, the the, the likely socialist winner of the French presidential election, which, which of course would get the Trumpists very fired up as part of a globalist socialist conspiracy. Apart from tiny stories like that, if Obama isn't in the news, how is it going to work politically to keep presenting trump presenting himself as as the person who's reversing everything that obama did
1: so we're in a unique situation because this, this is the second president in the century who lost the popular vote on his way into office and mm. won by cobbling together this electoral college mandate uh, he's not terribly popular nothing he's done so far is terribly popular with the exception generally of the supreme court nominee and with the, with the exception of economic numbers which were inherited from barack obama mm. so if you Issue by issue, this is the Obama legacy at the moment has a lot to do with the left wrestling with it, with with its politics. It it believes and uh, Keith Ellison, who ran for chair of the DNC, has Bernie Sanders candidate, who's now deputy chair of the DNC, interviewed this week and and said, "God, I, I love Barack Obama. He's a great man, but he did nothing to tend the party and he didn't make bold decisions that could have staved off the rise of right wing populism." Mm. And so. Obama is generally popular, inoffensively popular, I'd say. I mean, Approval—it's a favorable ratings close to sixty. Michelle Obama, quite even higher. It, within the Democratic Party, even more than Bill, after Bill Clinton left office, there is a real question about his his legacy because he. There's an argument he, he created the conditions for a Donald Trump backlash to happen, even with a minority minority vote. There, so the energy in the Democratic Party is is saying, well. It's good for us that people have a fond memory of this president, but the next time we run, we're going to need to be quite far to the left, populist anti-trade for higher taxes on the rich, and we can't go along with the kumbaya politics of Barack Obama anymore.
0: Yes. Obama's legacy then is is really a, a vacuum. I mean, there is Obamacare, which is very much poisoned, although perhaps getting slightly more popular as a result of Donald Trump's attempt to replace it. Is, is that a fair thing to say?
1: No, it has actually. The, the the best way this is put, I think, is by Joe Manchin, who's a conservative Democrat from West Virginia, um, who's the only Democrat. Democrats voted the most for Donald Trump's nominees and policies of anyone in yeah. in the Republican in the Democratic conference. And so the way he put, he's put is he's told Trump a lot of people in my state benefited from Ob- Obamacare. They don't know why they got it. But if you take it away, they'll know who took it away from them. And you've seen that play out where people
0: yeah.
1: even if they they Obama, the man, was always more popular than than the healthcare law, but you've seen now a majority support for the healthcare law. Once it was put in the into the public debate and people said, Oh, well, this is the reason why uh, we have cheaper we have cheaper and free birth control coverage. This is the reason why I have Medicaid now, et cetera. People people came to appreciate actually they came to appreciate first the more left-wing parts of the law, which were the harder to pass, and they, they, they have not yet appreciated the market-forced market part, part of the law. Yes. But yeah, that's an example of, in trying to tangle with the Obama legacy, they've, they've, the Trump folks and Republicans so far have found that he did something that was uh, issued, I think point by point, popular, but was unpopular because of the tribalism in the Republican Party and people being willing to oppose anything that could be linked to him.
0: Yes. And will Obama's blessing be sort of vital for any wannabe presidential? I mean, obviously, he will have to applaud whichever candidate comes next in the in the Democrat Party. But how much influence does he have compared to, say, the Clintons?
1: That's a really good question. Uh, and I'm not saying that to stall the way most people say when they say <laughs> it's a really good question. No, but it's, it's because it's fraught. Um, the The Clintons... Because they lost this election, I think are less influential in the Democratic Party than they ever have been. And that has this ripple effect down through hundreds of of members of Congress, of strategists, of donors who had known them for decades, and if you're cynical, thought they were that they were the ride back into power. if you're if you're more of a Pollyanna thought, you know well they're they're the forces that made the Democratic Party work. Um, Obama simply didn't build that sort of loyalty within the Democratic Party, uh, and there's bitterness on the left that a lot of people left the Obama sphere and became, uh, well, for example, in Britain, Jim Messina helped the Tories win the 2015 election. Yeah. Here in the states, David Plouffe, his campaign manager for the first time, is now a strategist for Uber, which is toxic among among people on the left here who want you know full time jobs and benefits, not not a world of contractors and apps. Yes. So the Obama legacy is fairly fairly fraught within his own party, and the, there's not a ton of loyalty. There are not people running as Obama candidates. Uh, there are more people, frankly, running as Bernie Sanders candidates. So you're going to see him emerge again briefly in a, a speech he's going to give in Chicago about about organizing. I think you'll see him emerge politically probably because his um, one of very few Obama protégés who's still running is this guy Tom Perriello from Virginia. He was a congressman. Took very risky votes for the Obama agenda in his conservative district, lost his seat, and is now back running for governor and uh, is polling in a position to to win. So I think you'll see Obama reemerge endorsing candidates for lower offices. Yes, I don't think you'll see him emerge and trying to shape the direction of the party's nominee. And one reason you won't is because uh, we're in, I think, a political age where. Endorsements are not necessarily good. I think it helps where if if you're running for state senate and and uh, the president says come out and vote today. Oh, I for you know, thank thanks for reminding voters that there's an election to. <laughs> but it, for higher offices, I have encountered a lot of people in in both parties' bases who do not care about endorsements from up on high. That was they care about the Bernie Sanders branding to an extent on the on the left. But if you are endorsed by hundred Democrats and somebody else is endorsed by nobody. There's such skepticism of the political class in this country that people will say, well, what, what favors do they owe that they're endorsed by all those people? Yes. Um, and the hard lesson that Democrats learned, not just because of Hillary having the slog in the primary, but they, they bet very heavily on Republicans rejecting, you know, by Republicans, I mean, you know, mainline Mitt Romney style voters mm. who, who found Trump objectionable. They thought that those people, because of all the other Republicans saying they couldn't support Trump, even at one point Paul Ryan, that they would b- bail on him too, and they didn't. They didn't care. It actually, for other voters, it was a huge advantage that people like Paul Ryan couldn't stand Trump and, and were backing away from him, or that some members of Congress unendorsed him. That yes. gave them a hug Trump tighter. So uh, I don't know where when that stops. At the moment, there is a there's a great deal of skepticism about anyone who's got a bunch of political establishment support i don't think that's terribly healthy yeah but it complicates it if you're barack obama and you're wondering how to direct your party uh the only thing i'd say he's he's in a slightly better position than tony blair in terms of, <laughs> in terms of directing where his his part his party is going that's that i think is still the nadir but uh, obama obama's a I i think if they if they were to talk about what has happened to the party they used to run they'd have they'd have a lot to chew over
0: Yes, and I suppose in, in terms of foreign policy, he's not going to be dogged by a great disaster in the way that you know Tony Blair and of course
1: Bush were. Oh, that's true, and that's that's why you see the Trump administration trying to tie everything that is not going well for them in foreign policy to Obama to say that he left he left them a mess. So Trump has actually Trump actually said this a few times since since he took power. I inherited a mess. Yeah. Now, tellingly. He is not taking the steps he could take to undo the Iranian nu- nuclear deal. Uh, he is mm-hmm. not diverging very far when it comes to par- policy in Afghanistan right Iraq. The difference so far has been much uh, has been frankly PR. I mean, he will blow up a large bomb, and conservative media in the states will say, "Look at this bomb." Uh, I'm, I'm barely, I'm barely downgrading them. They, they, it's a they, kick, kick One ass. of the sites on Fox News literally, literally began with a country song about blowing things up. <laughs> and praise the praise Trump for blowing up this bomb that Obama never would have had the guts to. You know, it's it's pretty glib and puerile. Yeah. Um. And part of that is that there, there's not the idea that that the world was falling apart because of Obama's ma- management. Trump engaged in in that in the campaign. He's still blaming him for that. But honestly, the way that voters interpret this is: do they feel like they're going to get killed by terrorists in a given moment or not? And Trump is very good at stoking fear of that as a candidate. As a president, he's, I think, in a position to try to blame someone else that happens. But that's not typically how we in this country look at things. We don't typically blame the last president. Yes. Although this is a rich topic uh, because uh, there there was the same effort when Bush was president to blame the, the 9-11 attacks on the fecklessness of, of, of Bill Clinton. Republicans tend to be better at shifting blame while taking the mantle of, of leadership.
0: Yes, well, accusing everybody of, of not having shown leadership in order to disguise their own lack of leadership, perhaps. Many times, yeah. Yes. Just lastly, on Obama, I, th- I wonder whether, obviously, the bile and the, the conservative hatred towards him has helped him in many ways because in things like the Solyandra scandal of, of, over energy, he, he was by no means sort of a, a totally clean politician, was he? And yet I, I think he has a sort of reputation as a saint on, certainly on the left.
1: Yeah, Obama didn't have a defining scandal that brought him down in part because the Benghazi disaster was a target for Republicans to pin on Hillary Clinton, less on him. Yes. Now in his first term, there's always a desire to bring down the president, the president with scandal. The way the way there's a desire to bring down any anyone that the, the opposition w- wants to target. It was pretty futile in the first years of Obama. I mean, the 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 best they had is that Obama made investments like Solyndra that were that were going to lead to waste, or that Obama signed off on a program that was getting guns to, to drug lords, etc. Nothing that people really sank their their teeth into. There things that really activate. The right wing more than than penetrated with the with voters at large, and it was really, I think, when Republicans made gains, it was a combination, I think, of turnout for Democrats falling and backlash to the, uh, the in the in, in the first midterm. I think it was a backlash to the slow growth in the economy, In the second, it was a backlash to Obamacare. So there wasn't mm. really a scandal that could that could stick to him. Uh, th- this this too is part of the conservative mythos, which was. That the media was so worshipful of Obama, so it sucked up so much to him that if he did uh, get embroiled in a scandal, they wouldn't cover it. And Trump, yeah. tr- Trump again reverses that. Trump pretends, uh, whines frankly that any that he doesn't get treated fairly by the media. And yes, I, my mistakes are blown up. So there's th- a what- little
0: bit of truth in that. I mean, if you, if I remember watching a few White House press conferences with Obama, and they were very fawning for- throughout,
1: really. Well, there was, I think there was – because he was the first black president, undeniably, there was a tone of check out the history that's being made uh, for things that he yeah. did that were fairly banal or – and uh, but if you if you look at Trump, who, again, is not uh, in office, has never been as popular as Obama was at his least popular. Trump does benefit from this tendency in the country to find a way to reframe the to find the comeback that's coming in, in the commander in the chief or find the way that he has grown in office or found a, a new nexus of power. The, the example being, I think, the attack on, on Syria and before that. Uh, the state, not the state of the union, but joint, he gave a joint speech to Congress where there was a standing ovation for a war widow. Oh, and in yeah. both cases, the the mainstream media in this country basically praised uh, Trump for apparently changing and abandoning his childish way, you know, turning into a Henry the Henry the fifth fit figure. Um, <laughs> the way that this was always this was always done for George W. Bush. There's always some way he's going to shake off the the weakness of youth and really gro- find his way in the role. So yes. Obama benefited from the same kind of coverage times, you know, times 10 or so. That's true. I mean, that, that is, that is a nugget that I think conservatives have exploited. And uh, as a member of the media, I'm always hyper aware that one reason Trump gets away with some of this is that people think that media is almost in on it. A lot of people think the media can't be trusted. It's protecting a class. It doesn't understand real America. Mm. There's an irony of an extremely wealthy person who's been in the tabloids his whole life uh, <laughs> pretending that he's the, he's, the, he's the salt of the earth, but yes. no, nobody's stopping him from exploiting that.
0: Dave, thanks very much. Always very interesting talking to you, and please talk to us again soon.
1: Oh, I would love to. Thank
0: you very much. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast anytime on iTunes, so please do, and have a very nice weekend.